welcome to Practicing Life, a podcast where I share my personal journey with you so that you can be the person you want to be. I'm Ashley Pitzer, the host of this podcast, fantasy writer, yoga instructor, personal trainer and fitness instructor, mom of two kids on the autism spectrum, and wife to a twin flame. Now, let's balance our mind, body, and spirit. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. This is Ashley, your host with Practicing Life. And boy, do I love today's topic. It is all about reaching for your goals, your desires, your dreams. I am a dreamer and I love to dream. And not only do I love to dream, I love going after those dreams. But not everybody is this way. And even in my own experience, I have been a person who has, let's just say, been known to chase dreams and they haven't all worked out. But life is a learning experience and everybody has something different that they've experienced. And so I'm going to talk about a different gamut of things with this, but I'm going to start off with asking you a question. Is going after your dreams foolish are childish. Have you been taught this? As as a child, you are taught to go for your dreams. You are encouraged. But at some point, as an adult, I have noticed, especially with working with people and, and through coaching, that your dreams are almost, as an adult, unreachable. That is almost a message. It's not the exact wording that people use. People use it in all sorts of different things. Like for instance, like, you know, if you are in um, like a technology job, if you were an IT tech person, but in your heart, you've always dreamed of being an actor. But then you tell your friends and you tell your family like, oh, I want to pursue this. This is something I've always wanted. And then everybody around you just doesn't have the mental and emotional support that you're looking for. Like maybe they tell you things like you have a good job. You have responsibilities. You can't just go chasing your dreams. Or maybe they say something like, yeah, but only like the very top you know, actors and actresses make any money at it. You're never going to make money at it, right? So there's all of these perceptions and points of view that come at you, not only from your yourself, come from within you, but also come externally, your family, your friends, your coworkers, whoever it may be that you open up to and you share with, they may also tell you that your dreams aren't possible. You know, you're not a kid anymore. You, This is the life that you made. This is the, the bed that you made. Now you have to lie in it. And we operate from this place of like, well, this is it. This is my life. This is what I have to do with. Or we operate from this place of there's too many obstacles. There's too many fears. Like I can't go on after this. And maybe none of this resonates for you. So I would ask you, what stops you from reaching your goals? What stops you from going after your dreams? So let's talk about it. I love this subject. And what I intend for you to receive out of this is one, some takeaway tools, two, some perspective, and three, some inspiration. So 
I'm going to start off with conditioning. As somebody who has done a lot of subconscious reprogramming, I know that when we are little, you know, just from birth little, <laughs> like from the very beginning of your days, people start teaching you. They start teaching you lessons, whether that is school, your parents, your grandparents, neighbors, friends, people start teaching you from the very get-go, their experiences, what they believe to be true, their truth, their fears, their worries, their pain. So um, automatically, you know, there is conditioning that is in your head from your childhood that becomes automatically, you don't think about it, and then you carry on with you as an adult. So conditioning is like an invisible electric fence, that we use to train our brain or other people use to train our brain to tell us what is safe. So if you ever have seen people or have your own dogs and you have an invincible fence, you put this fence in and you put flags around this fence and then you introduce your dog to the fence and they have a collar on and that collar will vibrate. You put it on really, really low to start off with. And as they get closer to that fence, that collar is going to vibrate. I know I don't say that word correctly. You're just going to have to deal with it. So this color will vibrate to let them know like this is scary. This is dangerous, you know. And so, you know, sometimes stubbornness is within your dog and, you know, you they have to cross it. They have to cross it and get electrically shocked to learn. Sometimes you have to increase the... Um, the pain response, you have to increase the uh, vibration and the electric shock so that it is more painful for them. So they register, you know, like a larger dog is going to need more of a shock than a a smaller dog. And so anyway, uh, conditioning is like that. It is, it is school, it is parents, it is your friends, it is coworkers telling you their pain, their lessons, what they need you to know, and creating this invisible fence that goes around your brain that limits you. This is your yard. This is what you are allowed to do. In this yard, you are safe. In this yard, you are provided for. You know, you have food, you have water, you have a place to play. And yeah, you know what, you can look out on that other side of that fence because that fence is invisible and you can see all these wonderful things that look so fun. You can see a water fountain. You can see um, people driving fast cars. Like, wouldn't it be awesome to have that fast car? You know, you can see all these things that you desire, but you're in this invisible fence. So I'm using this invisible fence as a metaphor. And so this invisible fence is what your brain tells you is painful. So don't go near it. Don't go near the fence because you may experience pain. So if you have a dream, maybe you have a dream of having a new job, like that IT person who wants to become an actor. Maybe that's you. Maybe there's a car that you've always wanted, but you know, it's too much money. Maybe there's a home that you've wanted and it's in a better subdivision, you know, or it's in a a location that works for you better. But it's, you know, you have these limitations, these thoughts that say that it's not possible. And so you don't go for the dreams because of this invisible fence, this conditioning that you've been taught. Like you've been, perhaps you've been taught, you know, over and over, like 
that you're not worthy of this, that you can't have it, that you're not smart enough, that you're not good enough, that you're not likable enough for this position. Like you, you know, like for instance, there was a job that I wanted and I was told that I couldn't have it because I was a woman and that I would not be respected in this position as a woman. Like this is conditioning. This is somebody putting up an invisible fence around, you know, the way I think that says, no, you can't have what you want. It's not safe. You know, for like my instance of a job that I wanted, it was, it's not safe. People are going to not like you. They're going to be confrontational with you. They're going to yell at you. They're going to challenge you all the time. So here was this fence that somebody was putting up around me and saying, stay in your yard, stay small, stay safe. Okay. So This invisible line, you know, even if you really, really want something, if you go up to that threshold and you start working towards it, for instance, I fell off of my bike when I was little and it was like my first, um, you know, like, I don't know. 16 speed bike or whatever it may be but it was my first racing bike and the tires were really thin and I was racing down a hill and my thin tire got stuck in a crack and I flipped over the handle rails and landed right on my head and crunched up my neck and I mean I tore up my bike I tore up my head I had cuts and bruises and everything like that and so I lost a lot of interest in riding a bike at that point And as an adult, I had it on my bucket list that I wanted to do a triathlon. So every time I got on the bike, I started going through this heart racing, my palms sweating. I mean, I was double checking my helmet and making sure that it was on tight. I was so nervous. I was so scared. That was my invisible fence, my invisible fence that was telling me I might fall on a bike. I am not safe. That was my invisible scent, my fence. And my heart was just going crazy. And I can't even tell you that fear was so palpable without even me starting to ride my bike that I can't tell you how many times that I fell on my bike just starting to take off. Like I hadn't even gone 15 inches and I had already fallen because that's the invisible fence. Like I, my mind was so worked up that I was going to get hurt that I just went ahead and got hurt because I let the fear go crazy. Right? So sometimes even when we get close to starting, to going for our dream, we can get into fight and flight where our heart is racing. The alarms are going off in our body. Our brain is warning us of danger. But sometimes We want something so badly that we go for it. We throw caution to the wind. For example, some dogs, they go into drive mode when they see a rabbit. So not every dog has this type of drive mode, but there's plenty of them out there. So if they have an invisible fence and they see something that they really want on that other side, they don't care. They're going for it. They might feel the pain, but they will either dismiss it as minimal or they won't even feel it because their focus is so intense on their dream and they just go for it. They just chase after it. So, you know, 
humans are are similar to this. We get our eye on the prize and we chase after it. We put our focus and our will on something and we make it happen. We go through the pain, we go through the obstacles, and we get to the other side. But then what? Do you return to your yard, to your comfort zone, to what you have always known, the place where you operated from in the past, where you know it, you felt safe, you knew what to expect? Do you go back to that? Or do you wander around a bit? Do you freak out about where the next meal is going to come from, where the next client is going to come from, where the money is going to come from that you need to support you? At what point do you return to the comfort zone with the attitude that the grass is not greener on the other side? The attitude of resonation that on the other side of the fence, there's ups and downs, just like the, you know, the side that you were originally on, you know, like I can't tell you how many times I've seen people go through the fear, get to the other side, and it wasn't what they expected, So do you find a way to adapt once you go through the hurdles and you've reached the goal? Do you find a way to adapt? Do you get out of your fear? Do you get out of your worry? Do you get out of overanalyzing? And do you start taking actions and stop operating from the past? Because once you pass that invisible fence, like once you go through the fear, once you go through the obstacles, you're operating in a different yard, a different space. And you can't operate from the same past that you were in because you're in a different place now and you have to be a different person, even if it's a minimal difference. So a lot of times, this is where a lot of people get tripped up. They start going for their dream. It isn't what they expected. They start struggling. They get into their thoughts. They get into overanalyzing and they start looking at, well, going backwards essentially. So understanding that you aren't living the same life, the past is the past, and that when you go through and you start taking the actions to have the life that you want, to reach the goal that you want, there's an adaption process. You know, for instance, when I was training for my triathlon, There were certain foods that I had to add in and there are certain foods I had to let go of. So once I started getting into this training, I couldn't operate from my old lifestyle. I couldn't continue to eat certain foods. I had to let certain things go. I had to incorporate other things. Like I could not operate from the past. It would not support my body. It would not give me the calories I needed. Or it would it would be foods like, for instance, like when I got into super training, uh, I'm not a person who drinks a lot, but I mean, drinking was completely out because if I even had like one or two glasses of wine or something like that, then that messed up my training for at least a solid day, sometimes two days because my body became so clean that it couldn't operate with this poison in my body. So you can't operate from past you. There is an adaption that has to take place when you start going for your dream. You can't operate from old you. You are a new you. So the next thing I would ask you is, do you find another goal to chase after? Because I see this too. 
you reach this goal and regardless of whether you are happy with this goal or not happy with this goal, you immediately find another goal. And so you're just like chasing and chasing and chasing. And there's never this point where you sit down and you settle, you settle into the goal that you reached. You celebrate the goal that you reach. You integrate that person that you became. Because when you're just chasing, 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 you lose the ability to integrate because you're not giving yourself the time and the space, the energy. Those things need to happen and they take time. Some things are instantaneous, don't get me wrong. But integration needs to happen. Space for that needs to happen. So if you're just chasing, 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 who are you really becoming? just a chaser. Somebody who's telling themselves that they're never happy, they're never fulfilled. All right. So what I'm going to say to you is be intentional about what you want. It takes time. It takes a plan. It takes work and it takes trust. But I also want to talk about this from another angle. So we've been talking about this from the angle of conditioning. But I'm going to talk to you about this angle of like not even going for your dreams. So as an adult, I'm sure many of you can relate to just being in the grind, whether you keep your head down and you just do what you have to do because you have responsibilities. You're an adult now and you just have to get them done because nobody else is going to do them. You know, like that's the grind, whether it's routines, like that's me. I'm a routine person. I get into these routines. I know that I eat this food. I know I eat this time. I know I'm going to be at the gym at this time and everything is routine. And if something in my routine gets off, like, oh my gosh, my day is going sideways. Like I rely on those routines so much that either one of those options, whether you're relying on your routine so much or you're just head down in the grind, you're not even looking up anymore. Both of those can break your spirit. Getting into the routine can make you feel like, well, this is going to mess up my routine. Like I don't have these adaption skills. I can't, you know, adjust. Like, so those are two things to consider um, when you're not going for a dream. You no longer reach for what you desire. And that's where that invisible fence can trap you inside of a yard saying that life is safe. This is your routine. Like, don't mess this routine up, you know, or this is all you are. This is all you can have. Like, keep your head down. You've got these responsibilities. Like, what are you thinking? Like, these are all electric fence, invisible fence for you. Then there's this other side for those of you that are my spiritual people that are like, oh, well, you know, when you follow a spiritual path, whatever that may be or look like, there's this message that you should be happy no matter where you are. And there's a lot of truth to that. But there's also the truth that you are put on this planet, you are here for a purpose. And some of that purpose is means going after your desires. And if you don't allow yourself to go after your desires, it's inevitable that being happy all the time is going to be a real challenge for you because you're denying who you are. You are denying your soul's purpose. So for all of those people out there that are in that spiritual realm where you've been taught 
You know what? Be positive. Be happy. Like that's another place of being in resonation. It's just a different resonation. It's that um, that false positive. Like you have to be happy no matter what. You know, like that's a false positive. You know, we experience emotions for a reason. They teach us lessons. They teach us valuable lessons. And if you're just going to shove it all down and say I have to be happy all the time, well, you're not going to go for your dreams then either because you're going to be operating from resonation. So I am telling you, like, what all am I saying? Reach for your goals. There's a reason that a desire is put on your heart. You know, so there's the acronym GUS, God, Universe, Source. So whether it is God, Universe, Source, There's a reason that desire is put on your heart. There's a reason. Now, sometimes we get caught up in like these false desires because we're just wanting what the Joneses want. Like we're not really figuring out who we are and what we really want. We're not slowing down. We're not getting silent. We're not connecting with ourselves. So there is self-work. There's shadow work. There always is. So... Reach, be intentional with purpose for what you truly desire. Don't chase after it. Just set your intention. Take action. Walk through the fear. Walk through the obstacles and then let go of your expectation of how the plan should work out. Sometimes when we're going for our goals, we're going for our dreams or desires. I mean, we tell, we tell God's source universe, we tell it exactly how we want it to be. And then there's this point of dissatisfaction or, you know, whatever emotion comes up for you when it's not exactly to the T of what you wanted. There's that too. So, that is the letting go of your expectation. Then from this new place, wherever you are, once you get through that invisible fence and you start taking the action and going for your desires, once you get to that new place, you're in a new yard. So there's more work to be done because you need to slow down. You need to look at your surroundings. You need to adjust You need to let the magic of source, God, and universe provide you exactly what it is providing you. Allow it to happen. This is where you integrate. You give space to be the new you and allow the new you to have some type of anchor within yourself. This is also where a lot of resistance comes in and trust is forgotten because we're so attached to our desires, working out exactly the way that we want them to. So if it, if it wasn't your exact version, if things didn't work out perfectly for you, I would ask you, how do you know that it isn't exactly what you need? We look at life from a linear timeline, but so often hindsight shows us major revelations. Sometimes things don't work out to change us, to grow us for the next thing. Let me give you an example. When I, when I first started doing coaching and 
we, you know, we were encouraged to do vulnerable shares on Facebook. One of the things I was getting coached on was relationships. And I really felt like I didn't belong, that there was no place for me. And these, my electric fence, this was my thing that kept me safe. So I didn't have to share and I didn't have to be vulnerable because I had these thoughts and these thoughts let me stay small and it let me stay alone. It reinforced the behavior. So um, when, when, when I went out and started doing my first couple of lives, doing these vulnerable shares, I had the expectation of like, hey, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I'm, I am sharing this. I am facing my fears. I am, you know, being vulnerable, facing the fears, letting the world see me. I'm no longer hiding. I had an expectation that when I checked Facebook feed, I'd have like 20 or 30 comments. I would have people telling me I'm so great. I'm so grand. They loved my shares, like all the self-importance. I would feel like I belonged, like I had this expectation. And you can imagine how devastated I was when after I did I don't know. I did several. It took several for me to learn my lesson. I did several vulnerable shares in which there were times when nobody commented. There were times when only one or two people commented. I would cry and I would be devastated and I would have that self-talk of, see, you know, I I am alone. I No one does like me. All of this BS stories that I was reinforcing. There were valuable lessons for me in this. I am proud of myself that I put myself out there and I did these vulnerable shares. In hindsight, I can feel this way because I took the time to learn the lessons, to integrate, to make changes. There were lessons to me about detaching, detaching from external validation. There was lessons about me being my best friend and supporting myself. There was also lessons about being responsible for co-creating my life. We speak our life into existence, so every word, every thought is taken seriously by God, universe, source, whatever you believe in, every single thought is taken seriously and starting to be created. I am responsible for those thoughts. I created them. God, universe, source did their job. But I had to change my thoughts. I had to do self-work. I had to pay attention to those thoughts. I had to dismiss those thoughts. And then I had to replace those thoughts. I had to let go of needing other people to tell me I belonged. And I had to decide that I belonged regardless. So things didn't work out for a reason. And they're not going to work out for you for a reason as well. And the responsibility is on you to figure out why, to reflect on it, to adjust, to take a different approach. You know, to stop throwing a pity party like I was throwing a pity party. To stop throwing that pity party and say it didn't work out. So that means there's a lesson for me to learn. You are in a relationship with God, universe, source. The universe never makes a mistake. So that means you have to look inward at you. What lessons do you need to learn? What shadow work is here for you? Then 
there's the flip side of things. You set your intention, you walk through the fear, and it turns out better than you could possibly imagine. That is so beautiful and that is so exciting when it works out. I would love it if it worked out that way every single time, but we have lessons to learn. So I'm saying, let go and allow the magic in. What you desire desires you, but it is not going to be handed to you. You co-create with God, universe, source, whatever you believe in. Don't leave it all up to God, universe, source. Put it all and don't put it all on your shoulders either. So much about life is about relationships, teamwork, and you are on a team. And that team includes you, your spiritual guides, your environment, and God, universe, source. And each party has their responsibility. If you didn't do your job to prepare for your task, that's on you. If you decided to be a controller and take over somebody else's task, that's on you. If you set your limitations and you let your fears stop you from reaching your desires, that is on you because you didn't take the action, the action to change, the action to face your fears, whatever it may be. Your desires are reachable in the right timing. So here's your takeaway points your actionable steps. One, set your intention. When you set your attention, it automatically turns your focus on. You know where you're going. This is like in budgeting. People tell you, set a budget because that tells your money where to go. Set an intention because that tells you where your energy is going to go. And just as a side note, set one intention. Okay, like, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm like, I am going to lose five pounds. That's one intention. I am going to read one book a week. That's another intention. I am going to master this new course. That's another intention. Okay, what you're doing is you're spreading your time, your attention, and your focus across all these things. And you're, you know, what do they say? When you chase two hairs, you catch none. Okay, so whatever you're going for, whatever desire you are going for, have the self-control to focus and put all your energy towards that one thing. And then when you achieve that, move on to the next thing. So set your intention. Step two, start taking action. This means becoming the person who faces the obstacles and walks through the fears. So you need to prepare yourself Prepare yourself, whether that's mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever is needed. I mean, I have worked on people who want to run a marathon and they set the intention to run a marathon. They sign up for it. They pay the money. And then they come in here and they train with me and they'll show up to three or four workouts. And then they decide, "Mm, nope, I'm not this person. And then they just show up and they run the marathon and they just tax out their body and they injure themselves because they weren't willing to do the mental, the emotional, and the physical work. You have to accept that it's going to take work. So whatever it is that is needed, one of the places I would suggest that you start with is start visualizing 
Visualizing is so important. Every time I did a race, I was taking the time to visualize, visualize myself breathing, visualizing myself walking up to the starting line, visualizing what I was going to feel like as I started. I visualized the entire race over and over and over again because I was letting my subconscious figure out what my conscious wanted. That's what visualization does and you have to do it over and over and over and repeat it. On the other side of the visualization is Start working with your self-talk. Every thought, seriously, I promise you this is the truth. Every thought you have starts taking action in the universe. So that means paying attention to your thoughts. That means aligning your thoughts. What thoughts do you need to have? What do you need to believe about yourself? When I started the goal of writing this book. I had to believe that I was a writer. My thoughts every time was that, you know, the story comes to me easily. I am a writer. I wrote, I write with emotion. Like I had to put these thoughts out there. I had to practice them. I had to repeat them. And this is what I am suggesting you. I know it works. And therefore I'm telling you, it works. It works. All right, so figure out what you need to support you. Get your thoughts aligned, start your self-talk, you know, and for me, I'm a person who I often don't, I do not share with my friends, my family, what I'm going for, because there are certain people that are going to tell me that fence is there and don't cross that fence. So they're not invited. That is my boundary. If I know a person has shown me a pattern of not supporting me in this action, I don't invite them into my goals and my desires. They can celebrate it when I complete it if they choose to, you know, but there are going to be certain people in your life that just aren't going to support you and you have to have boundaries around that. So that is another step to support you. Okay, so that was step two. Step one, set your intention. Step two, take the action. Start doing the things that mentally, emotionally, and physically support you. And yes, that includes boundaries. Step three, do it. You have to do it. Not just think about it, not just talk about it. You actually have to do it. Step four, let go of the expectation of how it is supposed to work out. Sometimes this is the hardest part for me. Letting go, embracing. So that is the next step. So again, step one, set your intention. Step two, take your action. Do what supports you. Step three, do the action. Step four, let go of the expectation. Step five, receive, allow the outcome. Whatever the results are, it serves you one way or another. It serves you by bringing you joy. It serves you by bringing lessons. It serves you by serving your future. It serves you. It works for you. Okay? So let go of that expectation. Let go of the emotions that sometimes you get stuck in if it doesn't work out exactly the way you want it to work out. Let the magic in. Receive. All right, guys. Have a beautiful rest of the day. You matter. I'm thinking about you. I'm sending my love. And If this was valuable to you, if you learned something, if this would be valuable to somebody you know, I would absolutely love it if you would do me the honor of sharing it with your friends or whoever you think this may benefit. All right. Much love to you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. It is an honor to serve you. If you found any of this information helpful, I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones, as well as subscribe to this podcast. I would also be grateful for a five-star review. You matter. Until next time.